Good morning. A slip on the snowy sidewalk in winter is a small thing that happens to millions. A fall from a ladder in the, is a, in the summer is a small thing that also happens to millions. The slip or fall produces a subluxation. That subluxation is a small thing. The subluxation produces pressure upon a nerve. That pressure is a small thing. The pressure cuts off the flow of mental impulses. That decreased flowing is a small thing. That decreased flowing produces a diseased body and brain. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that man by a thousand, and you can control the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that man by a million, and you can shape the physical and mental destiny of a state. Multiply that man by 130 million, and you can forecast and can prophesy the physical and mental status of an entire nation. So the slipper fall, the subluxation, pressure, flow of mental impulses, and dis-ease are big enough to control the thoughts and actions of a nation. Now comes a man. Any one man is a small thing. This man gives an adjustment. That adjustment is a small thing. The adjustment replaces the subluxation. That is a small thing. The adjusted subluxation releases pressure upon nerves. That is a small thing. The released pressure restores health to a man. That is a big thing to that man. Multiply that well man by a thousand, and you can step up the physical and mental welfare of a city. Multiply that well man by a million, and you can increase the efficiency of a state. Multiply that well man by 130 million, and you've produced a healthy, wealthy, and better race for posterity. So the adjustment of subluxation to release the pressure upon nerves, to restore mental impulse flow, to restore health, is big enough to build and to rebuild the thoughts and actions of the entire world. The idea that knows the cause, that can correct the cause of dis-ease, is one of the biggest ideas known. Without it, nations fall. With it, nations rise. This is the biggest idea I know of. <clears throat> that was B.J. Palmer. That's called The Big Idea. From his book, The Bigness of the Fell Within, here he wrote in 1949. For those of you who don't know what this thing is, this is a green book. This is a green book, right? BJ wrote 39 of those green books, right? If you are not reading green books, then you aren't really in chiropractic school. Because Sousa isn't going to get you to a successful practice. Yoko Monroe is not going to get you to successful practice. They'll get you to pass the boards, which you got to do. So I'm not saying don't read them. What I'm saying is, what else are you reading? What else are you studying? Are you here to study chiropractic? Right? Or are you here to study science? Science alone is not going to make you a successful chiropractor. B.J. Palmer and his father, D.D. Palmer and Stevenson, they talked about three things that make a successful chiropractor. Not one, but three things. What are those three things? Science, art, and philosophy. That's what makes a successful chiropractor. Science, art, and philosophy. <clears throat> I graduated <clears throat> me, from Life University in 1989, when this place was nothing but just a lot of people. Uh, you think that <laughs> you complain about parking and all the library and blah. <laughs> you don't know what you got, man. Uh, but you've got to understand how amazing it is this university. 
and how amazing it is, your education, and how amazing it is, after 27 years of being in practice, how much I love being in practice. I practice Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I've been doing that for years. I've been here at Life University since 2001. I love being here. I love the students. I honor and cherish the time I spend here because I get to help mold the future chiropractors. And my job at this university is not just to teach you pediatrics, right? That is part of my job. And I happen to be, I think, a pretty good pediatric chiropractor. I'm a diplomat from the ICPA. I teach around the world through the ICPA. I teach four classes here, this class plus three other classes. So, and I've been in practice for 27 years, so I think I know my stuff. But that's not why I'm here. I'm here to motivate you. I'm here to get you up off of your rear ends and start realizing this amazing profession that you got. Because it's not about cracking a back, right? That's not what chiropractic is. And we get really confused in our profession that chiropractic is about popping a spine, right? But there's a lot of other spine poppers out there, aren't there, right? There's now a new thing that one of my patients is studying. She's going to become a doctor of physical therapy. And guess what she's learning in her doctorate of physical therapy program? Spinal manipulation. But let me ask you something. Is a manipulation the same thing as an adjustment? No, it is not. And what's the difference? Is the difference in my hands? What's the difference between a manipulation and adjustment? Science. Our philosophy. That's the difference. <clears throat> What's the goal of, an, of a manipulative, manipulative therapy? What's the goal? Mobilization, improved range of motion of the joint. What's the goal of an adjustment, or should be the goal of an adjustment? Turn on the power. Keep that power on. That's the goal. That's the difference. When I see a little baby, like I saw the other day, two days old, is my goal to improve range of motion. Am I going to get paid by, from that adjustment for the insurance company? No way. Because what do they call that? Experimental investigation. That's what they call that. They call that experimental investigation. But you know what? It's no experiment in my office. It's not experiment because I know what happens. Right? I know what happens. So that baby comes in and is having trouble nursing. What adjustment? No more trouble nursing. One adjustment. Atlas only. The only adjustment that I can do is Atlas. And the kid is already nursing like a champ. One adjustment with these. Right? I don't need anything. Now, I have to be a chiropractor, so I can say activator is an extension of my hand. But I don't need anything. Right? You don't need anything. But I'm telling you, if you want to compete with back pain, you need a whole lot. Right? You need a whole lot. You pick up the Nathan chiropractic in the library and read that. And I read a, a, an article right towards the end of last quarter. I don't know if you guys saw this in the Nathan chiropractic. It says, chiropractic, a profession or a modality? What does that mean? A profession or a modality? What is a modality? Ultrasound is a modality. I am not a modality. The things that I see in my practice don't come from me being a modality. I am not an instrument or a tool. 
I am a guide. I am a mentor. I am a teacher. I am a role model. That is what I am. And that's what you need to train to be. Because if you're trained to be a manipulative therapist, go to PT school, please. Just leave. Get out. Because chiropractic means chiropractors talking chiropractic. And I'm telling you, you don't get chiropractic out of Susan. You get passing osteos and boards out of Susan. Which is a necessary thing you gotta do. But you don't get chiropractic in that. You gotta start studying chiropractic. You're in chiropractic school, start studying chiropractic. So where do you get that? Well, you get it off of green books. There's a lot of green book stuff free online. There's a lot of green book stuff free online. A lot of his quotes, you get a lot of his books, you get a CD if you want to read everything on CD. Uh, one of my favorite mentors, Dr. Jim Sigafoos, he passed away a couple of years ago from DE. Anybody know Sigafoos? Yeah, well you all should be familiar with Dr. Jim Sigafoos. Plenty of videos online, right? <clears throat> Plenty of videos online. He also, his son, recently started a podcast called Sig Talks, S-I-G, Sig Talks. Listen to it. Listen to the masters. His Spinal Radio, Spinal Radio, another great one that you listen to on podcasts. Listen to it. You guys spend a lot of time on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff is nice and fun and good way to communicate socially, whatever. But you know what? It ain't going to get you patience when you graduate. You don't see get you patience? Is knowing how to talk to Tick. Knowing how to talk to Tick. Right? And you're not going to get that from Susan. Because nobody's going to be able to understand what her is talking about. If, someone, if they ask you a question, and you start spouting out what's... Well, here's a quote from Susan Yoko Rowe. People are like, what are you talking about? Right? So you need to start studying chiropractic if you want to be a chiropractor. Now, honestly, if you're not interested in that, you want to just be a spot a therapist, then go ahead, and you can sit in the class because it's required, and you can stay on Facebook and post social media things, and read things from whatever you want to read, whatever blog you want to do. And I'm totally fine with that. I don't care. What I care about is those people who are in this classroom who want to be a chiropractor. I want to see the kids. I want to see the miracles. Right? I want to see uh, how many pregnant women I get the chance to take care of and watch their babies flip doing Webster technique. Even though it's not my job, right? I don't turn babies, right? That's not the thing that we do. But it just so happens that a great Webster adjustment with a great round human contact and the baby's turn. That's amazing. It's amazing to watch that. It's amazing to watch the kids who are autistic, who are not talking. You start adjusting them and they start to talk. One little boy a couple months ago, three and a half years old, <clears throat> he never said a word. And first word in my office was, hi. I adjusted him and he looked me in the eyes and he said, hi. And we're like, because here's a kid who has never spoken a word before, right? That could be yours. That will be yours if you're interested. If you want back pain, fine. You'll have plenty of it. <clears throat> but you also have plenty of competition. Nobody does what I do. Nobody does what I do. There's no competition for a chiropractic. There's plenty of competition for a back pain. Who else in the world does back pain? So I just go there and mention who else? MDs, massage therapists, who else? Yeah, DOs, osteopaths, right? Who else? Yoga instructors, right? 
I mean, you can just go on and on and on. You can, what about Tylenol and Motrin? And if you really are from the South, good use back pain powder, right? You all know that. You go into Quick Trip, right? A Circle K, you get the little powder thing, it looks like an emergency packet, except it's goodies back pain powder. If you're from the South, you know that, right? That's competition for you. got back pain, it's all over the TV. It's all, you turn page 19, you'll see about back pain. But who talks about chiropractic? Right? See, when people get it, they get it. Right? And then they're like, why haven't I heard this before? And all of a sudden, their whole family's under your care. And then they tell their friends, and then, and then we have like groups of people coming in together. We're meeting at Dr. Ruben's office, then we're all going out to dinner. You know, two, three families meeting in my, in my practice is the central point, and they're going out to dinner. Like, that's way cool. I like that. And I didn't get that from reading a textbook. I got that from reading BJ. I got that from listening to Jim Simmons. <coughs> I got that from studying Dr. Sid Williams. You have to start making your priority. Right now, you guys are in ninth, tenth quarter or so. Maybe 11, depends on when you're taking this class. What is your priority while you're here? Have you set your goals? Right? New Year's resolutions. Have you made some? Do you have a list of New Year's resolutions? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you want to become? See, my goal in this class is not just to throw some pediatric chiropractic at you. Like, that's easy. Right? That's the easy part. I'm going to get you from A to Z from pediatric as good as I can in 10 weeks. I really need a lot more time. That's why I have three electives. Right, to give you a lot more time. If you want to dive into pediatrics, then you can dive in as much as you want here. Between this and ICPA being here all the time, you can really just hone your skills and graduate here and be an amazing pediatric <coughs> But that's not my only goal. Right? My goal is to wake you up, is to shake up, get some of the cobwebs out from after 10 quarters of being here and you're so used to being studying the sciences and studying the sciences and studying the sciences that you forget why you're really here. And I'm going to remind you, I'm going to remind you why you're here. Right? I'm going to tell you the stories of the beautiful people that I get a chance to see every single day, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I want to get a chance to telling you how I travel around the world now talking to different chiropractic schools. You have no idea how good you have here. No idea. You know, I go to all the chiropractic schools, and <clears throat> we were at Texas, a chiropractic, um, a couple of months ago speaking there. And one of the students said to me, um, just to let you know, the S word, people aren't going to like the S word. What's the S word? Subluxation. Guess what I said in my first sentence? Subluxation. And I said it like a thousand times that weekend. And you know what? They loved it. Because they're starving for it. You guys get it all the time. It's like, eh, oh, no big deal, right? Subluxation is a special word, but there are people in this profession who want to get rid of it. There are people in this profession who want to get rid of the word adjustment, the word subluxation. They want to change chiropractic to chiropractic physician. Like, I want to be a physician. There are people who want to put medicine within our profession, which is absurd. 120-something years, no medicine, we want medicine. What the hell for? It's failed for 100-something years. Why would you want to put it in? Why would you want to do something that doesn't work? Patients come to me because they want to get their kids off of Ritalin, not put them on Ritalin. I was sitting down with mom crying yesterday because the, the teacher at her school is saying that her son needs drugs. She says, is there any alternative? I said, you're in the right place. 
you're in the right place. Because we've seen kids who have been told they need Ritalin because of ADHD, and we've watched them on the chiropractic care, changing their diet, doing some neurological exercises, and watched these kids not need Ritalin. Or if they are on Ritalin, get off Ritalin. Now, did I take them off the Ritalin? No. No, but they went to their, to their pediatricians or went to their psychiatrists and said, Johnny's doing a lot better. Can we try like a holiday? People want to get off drugs. But there's a huge faction in this profession, a very strong faction that wants to put people on drugs. We got enough drugs in this country. Our country's taking 80% of drugs in the world. They don't need any more. Not to say the drugs aren't necessary. Absolutely, there's crisis intervention. There's diabetes, medication. I'm not talking about that. Do you really think, she said to me, tears pouring down her eyes yesterday. She said, do you really think that my son, that, that taking Ritalin is going to help my son? Because they're saying it's going to help him. I said, no. What it'll do is it's going to make his brain work in a different way so he can concentrate better. But will that fix the problem? Is there, I said to her, and this is what I say to a lot of patients, is the lack of Ritalin his, the cause of his problem? No. The cause of his problem is he's disconnected. That's the cause of his problem. And you're not going to learn that if you're reading Sousa. Only. I'm asking you guys to step it up. Right? You guys are here for 10 quarters now, and for the most part, I say 90% of you are coasting along. You know just the right amount of time, time and effort and energy to get relatively good grades and get through the program, get through your OSCE so you're in student, you know, outpatient clinic or student clinic, whatever clinic you're in. You know just enough. You know, I, I, if I put this much effort in, I get these grades and I get this on OSCEs and I can do these exams. Just, just, you know what? I'm telling you in the real world, just enough doesn't work anymore. I'm telling you to step it up. And I'm telling you to step it up right now. Because right now, you guys got a year, year and a half or so before you graduate, step it up. Because when you graduate, bad time to say I'm time to step it up. Because now you got pressure, right? Now you got pressure. I have to perform my associateship or my independent contract, I, I, or you're buying a practice, or you're, you're making your own practice, and now you got all these other obligations and pressures and student loans pushing down on top of you. Not a good time to make life changes, right? You want to make some life changes, do it now. You know what my challenge is to you, to this class? Get yourself some green books. Get yourself into chiropractic. Tip. Spend 10 weeks. Here's my challenge. This is what I challenge all my 10th quarter classes. Here's my challenge to you. Spend 10 weeks taking just a half hour a day. Pull away from Netflix. Pull away from Facebook for a little while. Get yourself into some chiropractic. Read some green books, listen to some sick talks, listen to some other, listen to some of the greats that you can get on YouTube all over the place. Dr. Sid's on YouTube, Sigafu Santo, all the greats are on YouTube. Listen to that stuff and study chiropractic for a half an hour a day. And at the end of the quarter, you come up to me and you tell me if that changed you. And I will tell you, just like last quarter, I had one gentleman come up to me as an example, and he said to me, he came to my office, and he with tears in his eyes, and he said, Dr. Rubin, I was coasting along just like you said, and I took your challenge, and I'm so glad, because I got to fire back. Because before that, I was just like, mm, you know, chiropractic class next, chiropractic class next. And he was just like a zombie. 
Just going through the motions just so you can go from point A to point B. I'm telling you to step it up. Step up your education. Who's in control of this education? It's you. And I'm not talking about education sitting in these seats. Because you, you say, oh, I'm here all the time. Yeah, you're here all the time. But you know what? Most of your time, you ain't here. But what are you doing with the rest of your time? What are you studying? Are you studying social media? Are you an expert in social media? Because I'm telling you, you graduate, that ain't going to get you nowhere. Not that you won't need social media. I use Facebook all the time for our, you know, for advertising and reaching out to patients. But we use it for patient procurement. I don't use it to tell people where I am or what I need. We use it for something different. So social media is a great tool for marketing. But it is otherwise a relative waste of time. If you really want what I think you want, which is why you're here. So I challenge you in the next 10 weeks <clears throat> to study chiropractic like you never studied before. Get yourself some green books. Buy them in the bookstore. Buy them online. Listen to Sigifus. Listen to other greats. Go to chiropractic seminars that aren't just about science, that are about philosophy too. And then at the end of the quarter, tell me if it's changed you. And if it hasn't changed you, I'd be stunned. Because I think it will. 10 weeks, 21 days all it takes. 21 days to change a habit. So in 10 weeks, you got more than 21 days. You'll change. And you'll be laser focused, and you'll have to, And those of you who listen to this, because I hear this all the time from you guys. I was in the clinic for five years. <clears throat> but now I'm teaching so much, I, I, I don't have time to be in the clinic. I was in the clinic for five years. People, I can't get patients. I can't get patients. I'll tell you why you can't get patients. That's one of If you are one of those people who can't get patients, it's because you're not studying chiropractic. The way you get patients is you become magnetic. Do you understand what that means? You've got to become magnetic. You must attract them. <clears throat> You attract the patients by the person that you are. That's how you get patients. That's why we're such a busy office. Because the people in my office, whether it's myself or my interns or my staff, we have created a team of attractors. So if you're having a hard time getting patients in your clinical experience here, whether it's student clinic or the outpatient clinic, it's because you don't have the mindset. How do you get the mindset? Start studying. Study what you need to study. Develop the mindset so that when someone asks you a question, you start spitting out an answer that BJ would have said, or Sigaboos would have said, or Dr. Sid would have said, or Dr. Reaper would have said. Somebody who's a great philosopher. Study the grace before you. The way to success is to study the path before you. Don't reinvent the wheel. The wheel has been invented already. The path to success has been laid out before you. And start reading other books about success. Think and grow rich. Seven habits of highly effective people. Richest man in Babylon. Study success. Because if you want success, you better aim for success. If you want mediocrity, then keep on doing what you're doing. If you want to be a zombie, please maintain being a zombie. I have no problem with any zombie in this class. But I don't think you want to be a zombie. And I'm talking to people who don't want to be a zombie. I think that most of you in this class, you don't want to be a zombie. You want to be successful. You want to look back at your life 
after 20-something years in practice and say, this is such an awesome profession. I get to see so many kids, so many pregnant women, so many families being so happy. Right, that's what you want. That's why you're here. You're not here so you can eke out a living. You're here to make a difference. You're here to, to leave a legacy. But if you want to leave a legacy, then you best start thinking about it now. And start sharpening the saw, right? Sharpening the blade to start blazing a path. And do it now when you have the time. Because you say, I don't need time right now. You've got a lot more time than you think. Take the time now. Take my 10-week challenge. And at the end of the quarter, we'll talk. Okay? So if you haven't noticed, this is what I'm going to do.